0: Good afternoon, this afternoon I like to speak on theme of our retreat, in fact there is no particular theme, but this is the thanksgiving retreat. Buddhist way of uh, thanksgiving is uh, somewhat different from other traditions way of thanksgiving. We must be thankful to the whole earth for instance. All living beings who have a place on this earth. Each one plays an important role to keep this world going. Even insects, have their place, their role to play. Little uh, birds, animals, all of them have a place in this world. And we, if we narrow down our thanksgiving, we can at least think of uh, human beings who are playing very major role in this world. And further, narrowing down, <laughs> we can be thankful to people who are close to our lives. When we think of people who are close to our life, we can think of our dearest ones, our parents, teachers, relatives friends and all others are very important to us. Buddha has asked the monastics, bhikkhus and bhikkhunis, particularly when they want to be thankful to their loved ones, they must live a very noble life. When monks and nuns, monastics live a very noble life, they can express their thanks to their supporters because supporters expect the monastics something. Not everybody can do something. They they expect the monastic to live a uh, monastic life. Uh, practice Dhamma, live according to morals and ethics and share Dhamma with people and if uh, monastics perform these duties satisfactorily then they please the supporters. So when the supporters are pleased they would be would not be upset, disappointed with whom they are supporting. Not only that, Buddha said, even when uh, somebody passes away, a monastic, monks or nuns, must uh, live a very noble life in memory of those who passed away. (laughs) He said then, when somebody passes away, we believe that the person is reborn somewhere. In order to express our gratitude to the person who passed away, if we live a very noble life, that person, if that person is reborn in a state where in invisible form, there are various uh, forms of lives, some are invisible. They can exist anywhere in invisible form. And when they see the monastic living a righteous life, honest life, then they will be pleased even after their death. So, see the extent that the Buddha wanted us to you know, live and uh, share our good uh, Moral, ethical work uh, in order to express our gratitude. Mm. Expressing gratitude is uh, people do various things to express their gratitude, sharing some material things, giving, uh, exchanging their dhamma, understanding, consoling them, and so forth. The best way to be thankful to everybody, not only one's own closest relatives, but all living beings, is to clean our mind. (laughs) It is very interesting. The way the Buddha asks us to be grateful to others, is to clean our own mind of greed, hatred and delusion. So, when we clean our mind, we can do greater service, meaningful service, to everybody. And that is what actually we are trying to do. When you came here, you came with the very pure, clean intention to do meditation. And why we meditate? In order to clean our mind when we clean our mind, who benefits? We benefits. And uh, their benefits from our practice would be secondary, primarily we benefits from our own practice. And this is a very uh, compassionate way of uh, sharing, compassionate way of helping uh, others. You know, since the Buddha cleaned his mind, Of all psychic irritants, he has helped millions of people. Even today, we learn, we practice what he taught us with a pure, clean heart, with deep wisdom. See, one person's—that that is why the Buddha said, uh, one person is born in the world, and that person, the, that person's birth benefits all living beings, humans, divine beings, animals, and so forth. Because that person is enlightened, pure, clean, wise, and without any reservation, he shared his dhamma, his understanding, And so you can see how much the whole world benefits from his teaching. And Buddha said, if anybody wants to respect him, to show our gratitude towards him for teaching Dhamma, what we should do? Buddha said, practice Dhamma. live a very noble life. When you live a noble life, you respect the Buddha. You return your favor. So, not only he taught the Dhamma, but he encouraged us to practice it in order to show our gratitude towards him. And he said, the one who sees the Dhamma sees the Buddha. One who sees the Buddha sees the Dhamma. How can we see the Dhamma? Only through our own practice. Friends, <clears throat> this Dhamma that we are talking about is not something that exists outside in the world, in books, somewhere in uh, libraries. It exists within us. We have to discover it through our own practice. Wisdom, practice, investigation, effort, we have to discover it. What is this Dhamma that we can discover within ourselves? One Dhamma, one aspect of Dhamma is suffering. Not too many people like to hear the word suffering, (laughs) because the very word suffering makes them suffer. It is so unpalatable. Can we deny it? It is just like somebody who is uh, certain disease and by denying it he can never get well. He has to admit that he has sickness. So he must uh, see medical professionals and then get Suitable, get it correctly diagnosed, and follow instructions, prescriptions to get cured. If we pretend it that it doesn't exist, then we will never get cured. So see the the way the Buddha has encouraged us is uh, not to hide anything but to face them, try to understand them, and then learn a way to cure our psychic irritants, our sickness. So, we come to practice of meditation, because we have these psychic irritants and we want to get rid of them. In order to get rid of them, we have to follow... The real method, a system that uh, helps us. So, Buddha has given us a system which is divided into two. One is called uh, uh, concentration, other is called insight. Sometimes we call samatha and vipassana. These are not two totally different systems, but uh, two sides of the same thing. I would not say these are two different things, but these two are interrelated, intertwined ways that help us to get rid of our psychic irritants. There are many superficial benefits, but there also is very deep, profound benefit that we get from both systems. One is called tranquility meditation, other is called insight meditation. Tranquility meditation is called samatha in Pali. Inside meditation is called vipassana. What is the difference? Samatha meditation, we tranquility meditation in fact uh, also divided into two parts one is uh, is called concentration one is called right concentration other is called wrong concentration what is right concentration right concentration is supported by understanding intention Right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness. These seven steps of the Noble Eightfold Path support right concentration. If the concentration is not supported by these seven steps, that concentration is not called right concentration. So even before the Buddha came into existence, there was... Concentration meditation. In fact, he himself went to various teachers and learned concentration meditation, and found that they were those systems were inadequate, would not lead to liberation from all samskritic kirtans So he practiced. The methods were also very profound. They spent all their lives practicing concentration and then gained very deep concentration, what we call jhanas, and basis of perceptions. They are so refined, it's not something to do with anything material, all concepts and very deep profound states and still the concentration was uh, pivoting around something that did not or does not exist or did not exist but on other concepts and therefore no matter how much how deep the concentration is so long as it goes round in circle around concepts one would not be liberated from suffering. So, Buddha found out that system was not sufficient for him to liberate himself. So, he gave it up and then developed his own method with deep understanding, right understanding. Right concentration is uh, therefore a method that leads to right understanding. It is very interesting. We start right understanding, right thought, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness to gain concentration and that concentration once we gain would deepen our understanding. So we start with understanding and come back to understanding. So, when we are in right concentration, the right concentrated mind can see things exactly as they are. Provided it is right concentration. If it is not right concentration, we will simply be in one place. We may not uh, hear sounds, we may not feel anything, uh, we may stay in one state of mind, and we don't make any development, growth, we get stuck. That is not the kind of concentration that Buddha wanted to develop. He wanted to develop a concentration which can be used for deepening insight, wisdom, to see things exactly as they are. Seeing things exactly as they are is the phrase, is the sentence we use for describing the personal meditation. Mindfulness meditation. So, we have to develop mindfulness in order to gain deep concentration. When we have to gain, we have to gain deep concentration in order to develop mindfulness. (laughs) This therefore, these two, are supporting each other. Real right concentration has right mindfulness. If the mindfulness is not there, that concentration is not right concentration. This is the difference. In a wrong concentration, one may gain concentration, but one gets stuck, stay there. That is why most people for long time were Not interested in concentration, particularly in the modern meditation circles, for a long time, only recently people talk about concentration, because they begin to learn more and more about concentration, and therefore now they talk, even practice, concentration. They did not, they were not interested in practicing concentration because they did not understand what it does. They thought it would simply make a person just like a vegetable. It doesn't do anything. <clears throat> but that is not the right concentration. Right concentration is the concentration that can, that can see. The mind becomes very sharp, clear, pure, with equanimity, uh, mindfulness, In order to see what really exactly is there. That is what we do in Vipassana meditation. What is Vipassana meditation? After all. Vipassana means uh, very seeing things in a very special way. What is the special way? And what are the things we see? We say seeing things as they really are. What are the things we see? And what do we mean as they really are? These are the terms we have to understand in order to understand what vipassana means. Seeing things, things are not some objects, external objects. When we see external objects, what we see, we, we see they are Appearance, you know, they are color, shape, size, shade, and so on. They are not the true nature of them. They are just appearance. You can change the appearance in any way you want. You paint color, you change the size, shape, and shade, move the light here and there, and so forth. We can change, and uh, with these changes, we don't show their true nature. Of course, they themselves have true nature, which we cannot see very deeply with our open naked eyes. Sometimes we can see the, their nature also in a certain way. For instance, uh, colour changing of trees animals, and so forth, we can see to some extent. But not while while it is happening. In uh, Vipassana meditation, we want to see things as they are happening. And therefore, for Vipassana, there has to be another word, Anupassana. Not too many people talk about Anupassana. Vipassana and Anupassana. Anu means in accordance with, or while it is happening, as it is happening. For instance, this is a very important Pali word to remember, since you all have learned the word Vipassana, the word Vipassana, try to remember the other word also, Anupassana. In Pali language, when somebody sits, it is called Nisiddhati. And if somebody sits along with that person, it is called Anunisiddhati. When someone goes, somebody goes parallel to him, or follows his going, like imitating, that is called Anugachyati. Either going behind or parallel to that person, or, gatchati, anugatchati, like that. So the word anu is used to show imitating something or doing something together with them, something else happening. That means we happening something simultaneously. So anupasana means seeing while it is happening. Seeing while it is happening. For example, we we were talking about uh, using our breath to focus our mind on. We focus our mind on our breath and we become aware of our breath as breath is coming in and as it's going out. As we are inhaling, and exhaling, we become aware of it. Not before or after. Or we don't become mindful of the previous inhaling, or future inhaling, or previous exhaling, or future exhaling, but we, are, we become mindful of the breath as it is happening as it is going into our lungs. We become mindful of the breath that is coming out or coming out of our lungs as it is coming out. That means exactly while the breath is going in, we become mindful of it. We become we pay attention to it. And we use the word very often, become mindful of it. What do we mean we mean by becoming mindful of it. <laughs> that is paying total awareness and total attention to become fully aware of the of every tiny little movement of the brain, exactly as it is. That means without taking attention away from that occurrence. Why? Because when the mind remains focused on the breathing, mind can register what really is happening to the breath, exactly as it is happening. What is happening? It's changing. It's changing. And along with that, we feel the breath. And that also is changing. And mentally, there's no any other way to perceive the breath mentally, we perceive the breath. And that perception also changes exactly as the breath is changing. You see, it is very subtle. When you pay attention to the breath, you can feel the change of the breath, and there you feel it. There's no other way to know that. Changes. You feel the change. Similarly, when you perceive it, you experience the perception of the breath. Then you pay attention to the breath. Attention also must move from the beginning of inhaling till it ends. Attention also moves along with the breath. And our awareness, our consciousness also moves along with the breath. So, what really is happening, every Everything is completely engaged, our attention, awareness, perception, feeling, all are working together. What are we talking about? These are what we call aggregates. Aggregates, aggregates. The breath is the aggregate of form. It's a form. Why it is called a form? Because it has uh, it has elements. What are the elements? It has earth element, water element, air element, and fire element. How can we know that there is earth element? Because the breath touches somewhere. The characteristic of earth element is touching you feel the touch otherwise there is, we, know, we don't know earth element. We talk about it only the way to know it is to know the characteristic of earth element. otherwise what is earth element? We talk about earth element what is it Where is it? Can we show anything and say that this is earth element? No. Only through its characteristics we know that it is earth element. What is the characteristic? It is hard, hardness or softness, occupying space. Through these characteristics we know something is hard, something has earth element. So the breath has this earth element because we feel the touch. Sometimes it is very soft. Sometimes it is very strong. Through this we know that it has earth element. And it has a water element because sometimes the breath is dry because atmosphere is dry and sometimes it is moist Because the atmosphere has moisture, humidity, so we feel that. And sometimes the breath is warm, sometimes cool, because of the presence of heat element. And breath is naturally moving in and out. That is the characteristic of the elements. And when these four elements are there, we call the breath is a form. And remember, only when we pay total, mindful, undivided attention, we experience all these tiny, tiny little things. And all these tiny little things, like earth element, water element, air element, fire element, and so forth, we experience them changing, changing in a very, very subtle way. What does it mean? It shows then this, the breath, its elements are all impermanent, impermanent. Then our feeling of the breath, feeling of our, any part of our body, if we pay total attention to the feeling, while we are breathing in, if there is no any other feeling anywhere, anywhere in our body, At least we feel the touch of breath, we feel. And that feeling also is changing exactly as we are breathing in. Similarly, our perceptions, our thoughts, our consciousness, all are constantly changing. When we see them changing, we also notice sometimes uh, some of our experiences are very pleasant when the present experience arises, the mind, mind naturally tries to keep it, hold on to it. But since the experience is changing, no matter how hard the mind tries to hold on to it, mind cannot hold on to it. It is slipping away. The mind tries to glue to it, but on the one hand, the mind itself is changing and the experience that you go through also is changing. The feeling, the sense state even for two consecutive moments, is changing. When the desire arises to hold on to it, it changes, disappears. Then we end up in disappointment. And this is happening within us. Everything we experience goes through this process and we become aware of it. So, in uh, inside meditation what we do, we or vipassana meditation, two things are happening all the time. One is either, whether the breath or feeling or perceptions or thoughts or idea or memory, whatever is happening, at the same time mind also becomes aware of all these things, only when we pay attention. If we do not pay attention, they happen and we don't know what happened. And therefore paying mindful attention means attention without trying to justify it criticize it, commentary, analysis, and uh, any of those without any reaction, we simply become aware of what really is happening. This is not very easy thing to do because we are so used to judging, rationalizing, conceptualizing, Especially conceptualizing is the most, not to conceptualize is the most difficult thing. It is just like whenever something arises in our mind and body, words arises along with that. It is just like uh, water with color. It is almost appears to be extremely difficult to separate the word or concept from the experience. Whenever the experience arises, words arises along with the experience, and we want to label it. Then what happens? When we want to label something, name something, put into the slot of uh, concept, then mind cannot know what really is happening. Mind is so used to labelling, naming, conceptualizing. And the mind tries mind latches on to the concept. And then we keep building up concept. One concept or another, one concept concept or another, we keep building up. Just remember certain incident. When you meditate certain incident that happened some ago. And that is registered in the mind. Say you had a, an argument with somebody. That is registered in the mind. When you sit to meditate, all of a sudden you remember the argument, the person, place, situations, words, emotions that went through during the argument. All of them keep playing back again, replay. So. What is there actually? The memory is your certain words. The place, the name, the person, appearance, name, color, shape, words, sounds. So you build up all these things in your mind and you replay the whole scene. And you have no moment of peace. All these are registered in the mind. And we say, mind is traveling, mind is wandering. Friends, our mind doesn't go anywhere. It is impossible for the mind to leave this body. And Buddha said that, na, na na That means, this mind can never go anywhere, From the mentality and materiality, mind returns to mentality and materiality over and over again. I mean, it uh, goes in circle, mentality, materiality. What is the mentality? Contact, feeling, perceptions, thoughts, and attention. Contact, feelings, perceptions thoughts and attention and materiality is the form so mind is always going in circle around these mentalities and materiality so especially perception concept labels when you remember an argument you remember you see in your mind the distance. Also registered in the mind. When you open the open your eyes, there's, there's no distance. Then you remember the sound. There's no sound when you open the eyes. There's no sound. Then you remember the person. When you open the eyes, there's no person. And the shape of the person. There's no shape, color of the person, height of the person, and the the place. The room or road or car or kitchen or whatever. All these are registered in the mind and the mind keeps bringing them again and one after the other, one after the whole bunch of them and you keep replaying all these things in your mind. And therefore, when we pay mindful attention what we do, we try to switch off this circuit. When well, turn the circuit, switch it off mentally, and immediately become aware. All these are the words, concepts, ideas. In reality, there's no substance into this. No substance in these words, no su- substance in this concept, label, and so forth. These are just mere concepts. As soon as he realizes this, mind returns to the breath. The moment if we forget to become aware of this very truth, then we keep wandering, letting the mind bring all these things yeah, to your present experience, recall them, uh, remembering, and uh, keep playing with them all the time. So many concepts, ideas. So, When we try to be mindful, we always try to pay attention to what really is happening without any concept, without any words. Friends, as I mentioned, it's almost impossible for people to get rid of concept because all our life, from our babyhood up to this level, we were trained to trained through concepts, we build up, we accumulated concepts, ideas, and also we are trained to express very clearly. In order to express clearly, we have to have vocabulary, which which always is a handy tool to express our feelings and ideas and so on. But remember, in meditation, especially when we try to practice mindfulness or personal meditation, we are not trying to express something to somebody. We are just trying to see what really is happening in our own mind and body. I said, we want to see things as they really are. Seeing things means experiencing, becoming aware of what really is happening in the body and mind. What is happening in the body and mind? Other things. Not the things outside. Things happening in our mind, particularly in the mind. What is happening in the mind? These are things happening. These are the things happening in the mind. Various type of ideas, memories, concepts, planning, thinking, worrying, emotions, all these are happening in the mind. So, in uh, mindfulness meditation, we simply become aware of these actions, events taking place in the mind uh, and try to remove the words. It is just like, uh, you know, words always blocks our insight. Because uh, when the mind is... Experiencing something, as soon as we put a label, mind is holding on to the label and does not know what is happen- What is behind the label. For example, when you have a certain sensation, say, aches, do you have to say aches, 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 or pain, 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 to experience the pain? No. Mind directly goes there. And if we simply stay paying attention to it, then we can notice what the pain is, what is happening to pain, how it arises, how slowly either it increases or slowly decreases and sometimes how it fades away and disappears. We can become aware of what Happen is happening to it. What is happening to the sensation, feeling, pain, and so on? But if we put a label and say pain, 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 we will not understand what really is happening to the pain. See, for every activity, I said when we were doing walking meditation, I said. uh, While breathing in, you lift the heel of one foot, breathing out, press the foot, and then again breathing in, lift the foot, carry forward, and breathing out, lower it, and press against the floor. These are not words. These are actions. When these things are happening, mindfully pay attention to the breath, and together with it, lifting. If you were to say, Breathing, breathing, inhaling, 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 lifting, 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 resting, resting, shifting, shifting, and so forth, Your mind will be latched onto the word, and you would not notice what is happening. So, in everything in Vipassana meditation, is uh, uh, is to be noticed, become aware of it, pay attention to it, and let the mind register its actions, its changes. When they change, our insight develops, understanding develops, wisdom develops, uh, so that the mind will not allow the greed to, greed to uh, try to hold on to it, because mind sees experiences, is changing, it's changing. Let it change, as it is changing and mind becomes aware of the change and mind becomes aware of the fact that mind cannot do anything about the change. Change is the intrinsic nature. Intrinsic is something born with it. It is innate quality. Nobody can do anything about it. And when mind sees this, Mind, let it happen. Let it happen. You know, change, impermanence, nobody can do anything about it. Everything is permanently impermanent. You cannot do anything about it. So, this is not a simple, not a job. we all know. Things are changing within us. That's how we are like here, right now. We were not born like this. See how much changes we have gone through. And it is happening to us all the time. When we understand this through from our own experience, then physical changes doesn't matter. We know things are changing. We cannot do anything, we cannot stop it. So, we accept it. you know, when you cannot fight, join. What else can we do? We join. We accept it. We go along with it. If we try to stop, resist, we build up tension. So, this happens especially in the mental, psychological states. When certain mental, emotional, certain things arises, mental, in the mind, then become aware of them and stay with them and see them changing and let them change. Sometimes very beautiful experiences, very pleasant experiences arise. Don't try to stop it. Don't try to hold on to it. Let it arise. As you keep paying attention to it, you can see it slowly fading away. Let them fade away. Let them disappear. Because if you try to stop it, instead of, you know, very pleasant sensation, pleasant experiences, when we try to stop it, changing, from changing, then we build up friction, tension. Let it change. When, it, when we let it change, then we have even better pleasant experience. We will be able to relax, become calm, become peaceful, because we don't resist. The moment we try to resist our experiences, we build up tension. So this is a very delicate, very subtle, insightful training insightful practice and that is why that is why it is called insight meditation and that happens we can see this happening only when these two concentration and mindfulness join together. Concentration can see it happening exactly as it is happening and mindfulness remain steady. Mindfulness becomes aware of it, uh, concentration focuses on it, and when these two combine together, our insight, wisdom increases. We don't try to resist. That is why when we meditate, especially this Vipassana meditation, you know, modern uh, psychologists have done a lot of research on meditation and meditators and they found they are mind their minds are very very calm and peaceful balanced a lot of equanimity a lot of peace they experience because they don't fight with among fight within themselves they don't uh, build up, tension, resistance. They just become aware of what is happening. Let them happen. When something arises, let it arise. And when it passes away, let it pass away. And we simply become aware of it. No value judgment, no criticism, no commentary. We don't try to compete with anybody, with anything, any experience. We just let it come and go. So, that way we can keep the mind in a very uh, calm, peaceful, relaxed state and let insight grow. And this is the whole thing, whole uh, uh, theme of Vipassana meditation, uh, which is uh, supported by Concentration meditation, concentration and Vipassana inside always must grow together.